yeah, welcome Keith and Tanya. Um, I hope I'm going to say the last name. Sailor? Salyer. Salyer. Mm-hmm. Salyer. Everybody, everybody says it's Sailor or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're also both from the South, right? No. No? No. I, I was born in Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Okay. And, and I was born in Savannah, Georgia. So, okay. So you're from the South. I'm from the South. And then did you just maybe pick up on his accent or? Oh, no. No, no <laughs> one thinks I have an accent. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, yeah, how does one meet each other if one's from Indiana and one's from Georgia? We worked at the same trucking company years okay. ago. It was called KAT in Chesterton, Indiana. Okay. I worked in the payroll office, and he was the truck driver. Okay. And she hit on me all the time. Is that really how it worked? No, that's <laughs> no. false. <laughs> so, how, yeah, how did it happen then? Um, It was just... I was his payroll clerk and he would call in and we just had conversations and then we ended up finally he came into the office and we just started being friends and it went from there yeah how how old were you both um well we're seven years apart i was uh 22 yeah and i was 29 Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that was your first company you ever drove for or no 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 that was my third major company I drove for. I drove for J.B. Hunt and Heartland Express back when they had the cab overs. Okay. So, yep. Yeah. KAT was a good company. They just went bankrupt. <laughs> so. Uh, so, yeah, why don't we why don't we back up and just talk a little bit about, like, where, so you grew up in George, Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about. Well, I don't know a whole lot about Savannah, Georgia. I, I think I was, like, maybe four or five years old when we moved. Um, we moved to a little town called Maysville, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and that's where I grew up at. Uh, stayed there till I was 19 years old, and I got married at a young age, and then moved to Ohio for about nine years, I think. And then that's when I went to, we uh, got a divorce, I already worked at KAT though, and I but I didn't know Tanya at the time. Mm-hmm. But like I said, but then I think it was a uh, six months. Was it of my divorce that we got together? Oh no, it would have been probably longer than Long that. that. Yeah, I'm not good at dates. <laughs> but but yeah, and we've been together for 27 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. so what what even got you started in trucking? I've always wanted to be a truck driver. I mean, I don't know, my my brother-in-law, uh, when my sister was married, you know, he drove dump truck, tried to try to dump truck, and he t- always took me with him. And then when I turned, I think it was 17 and a half or 18, I started driving dump truck down there. Um, at that time, you didn't have to go to school, mm-hmm. you know, and I fell in love with it, and I've been, driving off and on ever since oh, okay. so, what other careers have you had in in between there um well i worked at a fiberglass plant mm-hmm, that made building barge. barge covers uh worked there for about a year and a half and then and then i've been back to work i think driving a truck for, for four years because four years. i went to uh road con- not road construction but um, 
a quarry, yeah, a quarry. rock quarry. Rock oh. quarry. And worked there for like six and a half years. And then I come back to driving because uh, I just come home one day and I asked her, I said, if I decide to go back over the road, would you go with me? Mm -hmm. I said, and she said, yes. I said, well, that's what we'll plan on doing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, you, you worked at a trucking company, so you were kind of aware of right. what goes on. And, and plus, um, both of I have two sets of parents, and uh, three of the four parents had a CDL. My mother and my stepdad drove a truck, and my dad drove a truck. And yeah. so uh, when I was growing up, my mom was a truck dispatcher for the oh. steel mills up by in Lake Station, Indiana. So yeah. I've been in, like, the trucking business <laughs> for quite oh. some time. <laughs> Yeah, when I when I first started a trucking company, I almost I didn't want to like share that with people just because I had such a skewed connotation of it. But now I'm like, I just love talking about it. And um, so yeah, growing up like sharing with people, yeah, my you know parents are all in the trucking industry. Like, was that something you were excited to talk about or? Um, it really didn't come up in much conversation, really. So mm -hmm. it wasn't uh, something that I just, you know, shared with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you live in a small town? Or? Um, well, I, like I said, I was born in Gary, Indiana, and I grew up in a town right next to it called Hobart, Indiana, up there by Lake Michigan. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of steel mills up in that area. And so, you know, truck driving when I was growing up was a big, you know, Common. industry for that location. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you guys got married and mm -hmm. then, um, did you immediately start driving with him then or you stayed at the company? Oh no. Um, I actually left the company, um, prior to us, um, getting married. Okay. So, um, I moved to Kentucky and then uh, shortly thereafter, um, he was living in North Carolina at the time, and I uh, packed up and moved uh, with my young son, and we stayed there for about three months, and he's like, if you want to go back to Kentucky to be by your family, I will move. So mm -hmm. that's what we did, and we've been in Kentucky since 1995. Wow. Okay, so you're still there. Mm-hmm. What, what town is that? Um, we live close to Paducah. Uh -huh, which is on the western part of Kentucky. We live in a little community called Possum Trot, Kentucky. <laughs> is it really called that? It Possum really Trot? is. Yep. It really is. And um, when I go home, I will take a picture of the signs so you can see it. Why? Is, why? why? It's just, that's just a little community. Um, the, the city we live in is called Benton, but that's there's like little, you know, uh, segments and that our segment is called possum trot okay okay mm -hmm. um all right so here's a little thing i'd like to challenge each of you if you could describe um tanya in three words <laughs> be careful she's sitting too close she's sitting too close <laughs> <laughs> Well, I won't punch you in public. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. She is my, I would say, she's my biggest supporter. Um, she's the love of my life. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't want to spend it with anybody else. Aww. That is way over three words, though. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know. But, I mean, she is, though. She is my biggest supporter. If it wasn't for her... 
support at home, I don't think I could do what I do out here mm -hmm. because I do, like I said, it's just me and her now. I love her to death and it's hard for, I know it's just as hard for her at home as it is for me being gone. Cause mm -hmm. I usually stay out six to eight weeks at a time. Mm. And you know, that's but why. that's his choice. I yes. mean, it, you know, it's different when, um, when we've been together for so long and our kids are grown and have families of their own. Yeah. Now, if, if we had younger children at home, um, he probably wouldn't do it like that. Yeah. And so, but you know, we're empty nesters and it just works for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been doing the staying out for six to eight weeks? Cause you were, um, you were at Newsbomb and then you left for a little bit and came back. Yes. The reason why we left was I, I was writing with him full time. Um, my mom has a lot of health issues. And so at the time, um, my stepdad uh, drives in the evening. So he's gone basically from like 6 p.m. to like 6 or 7 a.m. And my sisters weren't able to help at the time. And so we talked about it and I said, I, I need to go home. And so um, he was, you know, okay, well, th that's what we need to do. Okay. And so um, after we got home, uh, my mom's health, it's not that it's improved, but it's more stable. Okay. And he's like, you know, I really feel that God is, um, you know, pushing me back to go to Nussbaum. I'm gonna reach out and talk mm -hmm. to them and see about going back. And so that's basically what had happened. And had we known now, what, uh, then what we know now, he would have just taken a leave of absence. Okay. Um, but we didn't think about it like that. We were thinking it would be more of a permanent situation where sure. he would need to be home. And, and yeah. it ended up working out where I could handle it on my own. Okay. Yes. But to answer your question, ever since I've come back to Nussbaum since April 1st, no, February 1st of last mm -hmm. year, uh, I've been out six to eight weeks at a time. Now, when she was with me, we would stay out like three months at a time. Right, because like I said, you know, we didn't have, um, you know, kids at home or anything like that. We had it worked out um, where, you know, we had people taking care of our house. My my dad and stepmom lived there and they were taking care of our property and our dogs. And so it worked out, you know, nicely where we could stay out as long as we wanted. And then we would go home for a couple of days and go back out another, you know, two or three months. Mm -hmm. And you guys enjoy living together in just a small space on the road? Yeah. For the most part, uh, but you have to think about it. We were together literally 24 seven. Like, you know, we stopped at the same time. We went to bed at the same time. We got up at the same time. You know, you take your showers at the same time. We were on the exact same schedule. And everybody, I don't care how well you love your spouse, but you need to have some personal time. <laughs> there were days that I would just say, you need to sit up front. I'm closing these curtains because I got to have five minutes to myself, like where I don't see anybody or hear anybody. So hold your breath because I just need some time. But just to clarify that, uh, I didn't get on her nerves at all. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone knows us, they know that is totally untrue. Oh. <laughs> he gets on my nerves every day. Oh, <laughs> oh my <laughs> So yeah, three months doing that. That's mm -hmm. that's all. what. Do you, where do you stop on the weekends? What do you? How do you get your your resets in? Um, it, it just wherever we happen to be. That was kind of, you know, oh. there was some places. 
um, that we would check off as as we went. I'm like, oh, well, I really like that truck stop. If we get back in Idaho, I want to stop here, or mm-hmm. you know. So I had like a little list of things, and and um, you know, we just did what we could do as far as. Well, one weekend we was stopped at the Laramie, Wyoming truck stop, and we decided to walk two miles to a <laughs> grocery store. Well, you know, we had a little cart and everything, and we was pulling it behind us. Well, we got there, we done our shopping. About halfway back, <laughs> it come a downpour of rain. Oh, so, <laughs> so we both looked like drowned rats, you know. <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was, yeah. You know, we were trying to do better. It's like, okay, you know, you get out your little map quest or your, you know, Google Maps, and it's like, okay, well, the Walmart is only, you know, a mile down the road. How bad could that be? You know, trying to get some exercise in, you know. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and then we've had people that thought we needed help, and they would pull to the side of the road. Hey, do you need a ride? No, we're just going back to the truck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. It's been very interesting, mm-hmm. you know. And she was going to go to truck driving school. I had done my. I I went through and and had my uh, physical done and everything checked out there, and and I said okay, so. I said, uh, you know, I'll, I just want to go with you and we'll just kind of see. Well, about three weeks in, we had gone to New York over the George Washington Bridge. And I said, absolutely not. This is not for me. I do not have the skill set or the patience for this job as my occupation. I said, <laughs> I'll just sit here. I was so nervous that I had cl- cl- gripped the door handle i had white knuckles i couldn't even enjoy the scenery and take a picture because i was so nervous it was awful (laughs) it was literally awful but other than that you haven't been so i mean you're not nervous when he's driving oh no his driving isn't what scares me it's the other people around us that scares me Yeah. yeah there's just especially when you're in bigger cities um i've said this before as far as i'm concerned uh hartford connecticut has the worst drivers and then atlanta georgia is second Mm. um if people think chicago is bad they have no idea because that's a dream compared to some of the places that um but no his driving doesn't scare me it's everybody else around us well i'm glad to hear since you just (laughs) went through the train the trainer course yeah (laughs) yeah it's you know and and that's the thing um i think people should have to go through a couple of things i think everyone should have to go into the military they have to should work fast food or a restaurant and they should have to be a truck driver wow you know those are the three occupations that um don't get the respect that they deserve mm, yeah yeah maybe doctors too but mm, yeah. i'm not sure <laughs> uh, so um so you've been out on the road you said six to eight weeks now and and she's she's staying at home mm-hmm. that's correct um so what what's the kind of difference there you don't have someone taking notes for you figuring out where you should stop and exactly because when i come back out by myself i told her i said i don't know if i could do this because of all the technology mm. you know and then if but like i said that's where the her support comes in because i could call her and she would talk me through it or if i was parked she said facetime me you know and i'll help you out 
and she's helped me out a lot and she's going to help me out a lot with this train the trainer thing you know training and, and that's the that's what's awesome about Newspawn because when he came here to do his orientation i was like well hey you know i would like to you know learn and and see what they have to say and it was uh, beneficial for me to know and then that way in case you do feel a little overwhelmed you have like a a second set of ears a second set of eyes to and say oh well no I thought it was like this and so um, when he came back out and had to start doing all of that stuff himself um, you know we do have the FaceTime so it's like hey you know let me see what what you're looking at and I can walk you through it but but it was the benefit of being able to come through the orientation and learning mm -hmm. like the link and the geotab and that's kind of you know I asked he said you know he was going to do the train the trainer and I'm like hey see if I can sit in because I love learning new things mm -hmm. and so it is a lot of information in train the trainer yeah um so uh you know we hope that I'm as far as his skills I know he'll be great at that but it, it is just a lot of you know hey make sure we cover all of this material mm -hmm. yeah yeah so you got to sit in there this week. I did okay. yes mm -hmm. yeah I heard you guys got to see uh, the video. Yes. <laughs> You're sleeping on the job. Yeah. <laughs> the best was the the face mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. So for those of you that are listening and confused, there's a train the trainer video we made. And we essentially, different office employees recorded different trainer stereotypes. And so... Um, my stereotype was a trainer that kept falling asleep at the while well, the you know students driving and i can fall asleep notoriously anywhere so it was really easy <laughs> to do <laughs> but yeah did you connect with any of the stereotypes like do you feel like maybe you might uh yeah i mean i could see where it would get tiring sitting over there in the passenger seat especially mm -hmm. like uh, we was talking about it the third or fourth week you know it'll probably get boring but the first couple of weeks hopefully you know uh, the student is excited and i'm excited because mm -hmm. like i said this is not the first time that i've trained somebody but it's the first time with noose bomb mm -hmm. and they have a whole different way of training people yeah. And it's very extensive. It's yes. not like, hey, they're going to ride with you for a week and then we're going to toss them out, you know, on the side of the road and they're going to, you know, do it from there. Yeah. Uh, it's just, like I said, it has a lot of information to try to, uh, for the trainer to make sure that they cover all of that material. Because yeah. you want the, you want your trainee to come out feeling confident and feeling like, hey, I can do this job on my own. Yeah. Uh, and the student that I'm getting, he just come out of school. He's never drove a truck before, you know. So it's like I told him, I said, this year's going to be a learning experience for both of us, you know. I yeah. said, so we'll, you know, we'll get through it, you know, and hopefully we'll learn something from each other. Yeah. You know. How long have you been driving with your CDL? Uh, almost 30 years. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's so, a good and, chunk and, of time. You know, there's nobody perfect out here. You know, we all make mistakes, mm -hmm. you know, and to me, if you don't learn something every day out here, you might as well pack it up and go home, mm. you know, and that's why I'm hoping I can learn something from uh, this young gentleman that I'm taking out with me, you know, and I'm hoping he learns something from me, yeah. you know, yeah. 
But it's like I told her, you know, I'm so set in my ways. I'm, I'm old school driving, you know, mm-hmm. and I know just about where I, I'm going or where I want to stop at without having to look at anything. And it's going to be different trying mm-hmm. to teach, you know, him how to do the stuff that I shouldn't be doing or you know, <laughs> that. Well, you know, the stuff that I know and, and kind of, I guess, dial it down a little bit for him so he'll know yeah. when he gets on his own. Yeah. So. Wow. Um, and how do you feel about the opportunity for him to, you know? Honestly, when he first told me, I was totally against it. Oh. Uh, I'll just be, uh, I was, I'm like, I don't know about that. You know, you have your, you know, his truck is his house. I said, you know, you have your house set up like you want. You know, you get up when you want. You go to bed when you want. I said, are you sure you want to give up those freedoms you know because now you have to worry about somebody else being in your truck and so we had you know talked about it several times and you know he he just kept saying i really feel like god is sending me to to do it this way that i need to be uh you know sharing my knowledge and my skills with other people and i'm like if that's really how you feel about it then i am behind you 100 percent And so, so no, initially I, I wasn't for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you guys have brought up, um, that you feel like God led you to new spawn. Now he's leading you to, to start training. Is there like a specific way that you feel like he like will speak to you or, or point you in a direction? Um, well, I'm praying that he will, <laughs> you know, um, I just, I, I am hoping or praying that he will, you know, because I'm more of a dem- demonstrator. Mm-hmm. You know, I can demonstrate what you should do. I have a hard time explaining mm-hmm. what you should do, you know. So um, with the good Lord's help, I'm hoping I can explain to, you know, on, how, on what they should do. Um, but that's the direction I'm hoping, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's hard, <laughs> you know. It is. Yeah, but well, luckily, yeah, with with driving, a lot of it is, you know, a hands-on thing where you are, you know, you you have to watch a little bit by what someone's doing and learn that way, too. So, I mean, as long as you got a little bit of both. Right. (laughs) So. um, You know, I mean, this job here is mostly about common sense anyway, you know. Mm. Um, Yes, you have to pay attention to stuff, um, but like I said, you ain't got to be exactly book smart you know you just have to have a lot of common sense out there pay attention to what you're doing Mm -hmm. you know um let other people know what your intentions are and stuff Mm -hmm. because everybody knows uh 90 percent of the people out there anymore are either on their phones texting Mm -hmm. reading papers or something like that going down the road so i saw someone shaving the other day actually while they were driving wow (laughs) yeah It's kind of, even though you're behind the wheel, it's almost like driving is kind of like the second, you know, there's always something more important than, oh, well, you know, I got to get my makeup on or I got to shave so I can get to, you know, it's like the driving part is almost like secondary Mm -hmm. instead of it being the primary focus. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Um, So what, what are you like, like excited about to with training like or what are your kind of concerns um i am excited about showing or teaching some of my knowledge that i have to somebody that has never drove before Mm -hmm. in the industry 
um, the the young gentleman that I'm taking out, you know, he is so excited. He said, I can't wait for Monday, Aww. you know, and that kind of, you know, um, because I am nervous, you know, yeah. and when he said that, you know, it kind of made me excited that, hey, he's excited. So, you know, and I am hoping that he can take something away from me mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that can help him down the road. You know, and I'm hoping that he stays in this industry, yeah. you know, for a long time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my concerns are, you know, somebody new being behind the wheel and I'm sitting in that passenger seat. I don't have no control over the steering wheel or, you know, nothing like that. You know, and I guess everybody thinks that in the back of their mind, you know. Mm. But um, as long as we can get through it safe through the day, you know, and with no major accidents or hopefully no accidents, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think it, it'll be a good day for both of us, yeah. you know. Yeah. What is your favorite part about driving? Like what, what is just oh, like, oh, the best I, part? I guess I just like the open roads and going through the different states, mm-hmm. you know. Um, my favorite state is Montana. Mm-hmm. I love it out there. Um, but... All the scenery that you get to see, you know, the sunrises, the sunsets, I mean, it's just, it gets in your blood, mm. you know. Yeah. It's just like I try to get out of driving and it just gets in your blood and you can't, I have to come back. Wow. Yeah, so. that's good. It's really good. Um, so how did you even end up at Newsbomb? Well... <laughs> <laughs> How he started with Newsbomb, we were stuck on the side of the road waiting for a tow. Oh. And he was he was frustrated on his phone, and a Newsbomb ad came up. Mm. And uh, within minutes, Caleb called him. Yes. Oh. And so Keith spoke with him that day. I think for about an hour and a half. Yeah, because we were sitting on the side of the road a long time. Yeah. And so he hung up with Caleb and... Uh, said, you know, he's like, well, I need to talk to my wife and, and, you know, we might have some more questions. So we ended up calling Caleb, I think the next day or. Well, I think that was, we talked to him on a Friday. We went and changed trucks out after we finally got there. And then we headed to Ohio because Caleb told us to go ahead and fill out. Like the app, the the mini application or whatever. And so Keith did that and. Monday morning. He Caleb was, called us back. I think it was right at seven, mm-hmm. seven o'clock that morning, and, and he so says, everything. "Keith, if you're wanting to come over, he said you are qualified to come." And I asked him. I said, "Well, um, when can I come?" And he said, "Whenever you want." I said, "Do you have a class Monday?" And he says, "Yeah." I said, "I'll be there Monday." Aww, so, totally. but I think that Monday he talked to us almost what two yeah, hours because we had some questions and he answered all of our questions and he even gave us more information and and um, everything that Caleb said was the truth mm. everything that he yeah. told us had had come about and yeah. so that was nice to not feel like you were uh, being fed you know a story and then you get over here and it's like oh no that's not really quite how it works mm-hmm. no everything he told us was right on the money wow. and okay. what i liked about caleb is is that he told me he says keith uh, well because first he you know was going on and on and on about news on how great they are 
I said, Caleb, I said, I tell you what. I said, if noose bomb is as good as what you say they are, I says, uh, that is going to be a wonderful company. And he told me, he says, Keith, he says, if there's anything when you go through orientation that is not what I said, he said, come get me, and I will go into the orientation room and see what it's all about. And, I mean... He stood behind his words 100%. Yes, everything that Caleb told us, I mean... News bomb hasn't lied to us, you know, and that's unusual for a trucking company, mm. you know. And Caleb, like she said, Caleb stood behind his word. He was right with us through the uh, whole thing. I mean, yeah. it was awesome. And the other thing was, you know, I had never heard of News bomb before. I um, so I the first thing I did was I googled it. Yeah. And the first thing that came up was it was a God-based company. Mm that is unheard of in this industry mm -hmm. and so um i said well it, it sounds like that's where we need to go mm. yeah yeah well i um caleb is the one that suggested that you guys would come <laughs> on the terminal exchange <laughs> and um he i just asked him if he had any comments or anything to say and he said that when he had um his son gideon that you guys uh, gave like bought a blanket for him, so we did. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we were really happy for him and his family, and uh, so yeah, we sent it. Actually, I think we even sent it here because we didn't know his address, so we sent it here for him to open it up here Aww. at the the terminal. Yeah, that is just so so thoughtful. It's probably my favorite part about Newsbomb is just the fact that you get to build those connections and like we just yeah we get to be there for each other and the different milestones and the different right. whether it's rejoicing or mourning or you know um there's just there's a lot that happens here well i mean i've never been with a company sage that you can rely on people here i mean you can pick up a phone call and say hey mike klein or or uh hey huey you know, and they don't mind answering your call and ha answering your questions and helping you out. I yeah. mean, I've never, ever been with a company mm -hmm. like that. It's, you know, you hear of like your work family, you know, you're with your work family more than you are with your own personal family. And that is really true. And it's nice to that people don't mind sharing their knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, well, I can't tell you because I don't want you to advance or I don't want you to be better than me. It's yeah. like, hey, I don't mind sharing because I want you to be the best you you can be yeah 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 that's another really cool part of newsbomb is it, it's it's professional growth and um hopefully yeah we have a community where drivers can connect with each other and talk with each other and um, one of the questions i was going to ask is do you have any you have your like best bros or your good friends at newsbomb well um mike klein is one of them because he is the second person out on the road that we met when we first started here okay um clark reeve was the first driver that accepted us it, it was just a weird chain of events w you what know? do you mean accepted us like you well he greeted of, us i mean it yeah. wasn't like you know he was one of the first drivers that we met so you were driving and you ran and no, no we were here, here at, at the terminal, at terminal for he orientation. To be here okay. and so uh, we met him and then Mike Klein and then another uh, Wayne McPherson is yeah. one of Keith's Love you know, me some really <laughs> He's my buddy. <laughs> really He's good, my buddy. Uh, good buddies. So, yeah. And, um, you know, again, it's just about trying to help people and, you know, just be a good person. Yeah. And then I, make, I met some great people in this train-the-trainer class, uh -huh. you know, um, 
I, I got a feeling that we're going to be close friends and help each other out. Yeah. You know, everybody swapped each other's phone numbers. It was a great group of guys. It yes. really was. Um, just it, even though everyone has the same occupation, um, it was so diverse. And just uh, from what you could bring in, everybody's background is different. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. You said you got to meet Jimmy. Yes. I met Jimmy about a month ago up here in the driver's lounge and he was kind of quiet at first. And I walked in and said, hi, Mr. Jimmy, you know, and he looks at me and he says, please don't call me Mr. You know, he just called me Jimmy. I said, oh, he's, I said, well, that's just out of respect, you know, and, but yeah, me and him hit it off good. I I was telling Tanya about him when I met him. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's Uh awesome. Yeah. I, I appreciate you when you say miss sage or i think you said yeah. miss tan i i just i think that's just so polite and yeah it's just so proper and, and it's you know some people uh don't like that yeah. you know it's like um well, why are you calling me that or you know and he and he always explains you know it's just a, a form of respect yeah so. yeah wow. well I, don't, I think it's more of a southern thing i don't know <laughs> i mean it is because yeah. the northern people don't say stuff yeah. like that. Which, I mean, a lot of people say I have an accent, but I don't. I don't think I have an accent. You know. Yeah, I yeah. think you do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did it, and I thought it wore off on her too. But <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to teach her Southern for twenty-seven years yeah. now. And yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Some of the things uh, I say, she looks at me and says, "I don't know." <laughs> Um, tell me a little bit about your lives outside of driving. What, what do you enjoy oh. and what do you do? Well, <laughs> I enjoy golfing oh. and fishing. And last two years ago, we just bought a little house there in Possum Trot. Like she said, about a mile from her parents. Got We bought six and a half acres. Um, love it. Um, but... I enjoy bowling. I bowl oh. t- two days a week, and I wow. bowl with older ladies. Uh, my partner is 81 years old, mm-hmm. and so um, I do that on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Are you in, like, a bowling league? I am, yes. So you have, like, the whole shirt, like, the uniforms? Well, no, we don't really have any uniforms. Um, but Noose yeah. Bomb could be your sponsor, you know? Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> what I need to do. Actually, one of the bowling leagues is in Metropolis, Illinois. So I bowl there on Tuesday mornings with the older ladies. And then I bowl on Thursday nights in Paducah, Kentucky. Uh Uh-huh. That that group there is more diverse. We have, you know, quite a few younger people. But on that league, uh, our oldest person is 94. That bowls. What? Yeah. And bowls good. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I never... I, I've never heard someone say bowling is their like thing they love and do outside of work. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, and then see now it's getting ready to be mowing season. So um, I mow while he's gone. I mow about five acres. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. So bowling and and mowing will be about the extent of. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep uh, her busy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about when you're out on the road? You guys like listening to or when you're mowing like any books do you listen to audiobooks podcasts anything he likes audiobooks okay um like louis l'amour have you heard of it louis l'amour yes i like to i like to listen to uh gunsmoke the old detective stories um 
just channel 148 on Sirius radio I love What's it that? they they just do the, like the old uh, like 30 minute little skits it's just like stories mm. you know uh, books on tapes or whatever you want to call them but yeah, yeah. I mean it, that's why I listen to it okay. makes the day go by yeah you know um, that's about I listen to a little music but most of it is one channel 148 on Sirius channel 148 on Sirius okay yeah, yeah. it's called what the a, old classic radio station okay and yeah what a, what about you um I don't really like books in general I'm not oh. really a, a big reader per se um, but I like puzzles I enjoy like um, you know like word games and and stuff like that that's yeah. kind of like where i get my um that's kind of like my relaxation have you heard of wordle i have <laughs> and um there's one called wordy it's similar there's still like the five um Letters. and i had i actually had heard it on the radio and i'm like oh, what is that so i looked it up and they're like oh well you should start off with this word no i start off the word plant <laughs> when I start, because usually you get some, and then the next word I use a score if I don't get anything. So, you know, they're like, oh, you should use a do or something like that. Uh, and I'm like, oh, no. So, but I'm doing pretty good with the way I have started my words. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Sweet. Well, um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to both of you for, one, I mean, the sacrifices that you make. Um, six to eight weeks out on the road um being at home waiting for waiting to see him or even joining him out on the road and helping him um i think it's just an absolute like joy to have you guys you're just so polite and kind and um yeah we just really really appreciate both of you so. oh well thank you thank you yeah appreciate it yeah well we appreciate you asking us now uh, we don't you know <laughs> We don't think we're anything special, so we were like, "Wow, this is uh, exciting stuff." Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, well, he always <laughs> thinks he's special. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there anything else that you'd, you guys like to add? Any words of wisdom or? Um. I think uh, you know, just um, if you ever have questions, just ask. Mm -hmm. You know. If, if you don't get, you know, maybe the person you were hoping to talk to, call your next contact. Yeah. You know, everyone here is here to help you. So don't be afraid to ask. Mm, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you guys so thank much. Thank you, Sage. <laughs> You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of New Spawn Transportation. NewsBomb is an industry leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on NewsBomb's award-winning truckload services and top-paying driving careers, go to NewsBomb.com or NewsBombJobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then. Go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, TerminalExchange.org.